Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily, and my name is Matthew Aaron. Today on the show, the XRP Ripple Saga continues. Meanwhile, the SEC gets a new chairman right after suing XRP and Ripple. Well, that's all coming up today on the Decrypt Daily. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Ho, ho, ho. I guess Santa's up in the air delivering presents as we speak. He should be heading over to the U.S. here pretty soon. In a couple hours, he should be heading into the airspace because today is Christmas Eve, December 24th, 2020, Thursday, by the way. And let's get straight into those crypto prices because I'm excited to see what the crypto space is doing. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. And I'm recording this at... 2.30 Eastern Standard Time. Bitcoin is sitting at $23,375.92, down 0.8% from yesterday. Ethereum, $595.50, down 1.5% and going under that $600 mark. Litecoin, $106.94, up 1.5% from yesterday. Chainlink, 30... No, Chainlink, you are not 3206. What are you? Chainlink, 1110, down 5.8% from yesterday. And XRP, 26.1 cents, down 16.5% from yesterday. That's a total of, let's add this up really quick. That's 11, 20, 50, 66%, down 66% in the last five days. Total market cap for all of cryptocurrency, we're sitting at $632.2 billion, with a BTC dominance of 68.7%. Now to get into the news of the day, which is going to be Ripple XRP heavy, but I have more than just Ripple XRP. But starting this off with Jay Clayton, the chairman of the SEC or the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, submitted his resignation today to President Donald Trump. And this is after three and a half years in the role. Well, there's a new acting chairman of the SEC, Elad Roisman. And Hester Pierce, a.k.a. Crypto Mom, said congratulations to Chairman Roisman. I look forward to your leadership of the SEC. Now, I find this whole SEC lawsuit kind of interesting because the reason why you make yourself a security and securities are regulated and there's a whole Howey test is to protect investors, right? Is to have a checklist so people understand, well, one, what they're investing in, while they're investing in it, are they there to make profit? And whose responsibility is it to drive said profits? So the regulation for securities is there to protect investors. So people aren't getting scammed or people aren't just like, you know, not having fiduciary duties and saying, oh, well, you know what? You gave us your money, but I had no responsibility to give you any kind of profits or you weren't investing in anything. This is a donation, you know, all that's different things that could come up, different ways of looking at it, different you know narratives that they can paint and say that you just lost your money for the most part. But with this lawsuit, the SEC is scaring the crypto space, scaring exchanges into stop trading for XRP, uh, scaring the hodlers of XRP. And we just saw a 66% pullback, billions and billions of dollars. Like I said, just a couple of days ago, it was at $28 billion market cap. Today's at around 12. So it's like this lawsuit is there to protect the investor or the person that is uh, putting money into XRP Ripple. Yet it's 
hurting them at the same time. It's hurting the hodlers. It's hurting the investors. Well, I'm happy to say that I'm not the only one that thinks that. Former SEC Commissioner Joseph Gunfest said no pressing reason compels immediate enforcement action. Gunfest, who was appointed the SEC Commissioner by Ronald Reagan, said the enforcement action could have negative impact on holders of XRP, who, in his view, are innocent third parties. He said, in quote, Simply initiating this action will impose substantial harm on innocent holders of XRP, regardless of the ultimate resolution. Upon learning of the proceeding, intermediaries will cease transacting in XRP because of the associated legal risks. The resulting reduction in liquidity will cause XRP's value to decline. He continues, I'm aware of no instance where the simple announcement of a commission enforced proceedings has absent allegations of fraud, misrepresentation, or omission caused multi-million dollar losses to innocent third parties. Creating precedent and imposing losses of this sort raises public policy concerns that would benefit from the views of an incoming administration. End quote. The incoming administration, of course, the Biden administration. The reason I'm bringing this up, so regardless of what you feel about Ripple and XRP, is that there aren't any losses to claim. The investor, the hodler, isn't coming and saying, look, I just lost all my money by these scammers. Can you help me out? This is what the commissioner is saying. This is what the former commissioner is saying. He's saying, like, this is unprecedented. Why are we suing these people in causing losses, causing the hurt of the third party, the person that was hodling, the person that invested, the person that has been trading these XRP tokens and causing these losses? Why are we doing this? And it also seems by his statement, if this is what I'm reading, is he's looking at this as a self-fulfilling prophecy, is that you sue, they lose money, and now we can use that as ammo for the lawsuit. <laughs> so we sue you, you lost the money, and oh, hey, see, you lost money. It looks like we're suing you because all your investors lost money. <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting catch-22 self-fulfilling prophecy. And the other reason why I'm bringing this up and the other reason why I think that we really have to take a step back and chill and really think this through is that cryptocurrencies, the space in general, the ethos of crypto, the ethos of blockchain, of decentralized systems, of this new tech or the new way that this tech is emerging and things that it can do when it comes to NFT tokens or DeFi or you know tokenized assets or just Bitcoin in general or payment systems, you cannot paint this with the same brush as that you were using before. You cannot take the same existing policies and regulate with the same policies and the same outlook on this technology as you did for other securities or other systems. You really need to take a step back, look at the innovation, understand what is happening globally, what is happening locally, and figure out the best way to move forward. You cannot legislate using the same old tools because these are not the same tools you're legislating against. So the fact of the matter is, is that everybody needs to calm down and literally learn the tech, learn the use cases, and then with the legislative body, with Congress, the House, the Senate, the executive branch, SCOTUS, lawmakers, lawyers, the SEC, the bankers, everybody come together and figure out what this stuff is and how we get regulated. Because as you heard from my conversation with Cypher Trace's CEO and founder, David Jevons, by just using the old policies and painting those old policies on this new tech, we're just going to stifle innovation, stifle investment, and make people fearful of the space instead of encouraging this new technology. And moving away from XRP and Ripple, were you part of the Yang gang? Well, Andrew Yang is still around, and he wants to become the New York City mayor. 
Andrew Yang has filed the paperwork to become one of the participants in the 2021 New York City mayoral election. If you remember Yang, he tried to become president of the United States and become the Democratic presidential candidate for 2020, in which Bitcoiners liked him because he was pro-Bitcoin. Well, he's pro-tech and pro-innovation, which means, yeah, he's even pro-Bitcoin. What I think is going to be interesting to see in this race is where the money is going to come from. Are we going to see the Winklevi? Are we going to see SBF? Are we going to see different tech entrepreneurs or innovators come out and donate to the Andrew Yang for Mayor campaign? Once we see those donations, we're going to see how pro-Bitcoin he is because he's going to accept them. And then he's probably going to integrate that to part of his platform. Bitcoin under custody is growing amidst increasing interest from institutional investors. Both BitGo and Grayscale now hold $16 billion worth of cryptocurrency assets under their custody. Interest from institutional investors was sparked when Michael Saylor announced MicroStrategy's first Bitcoin investment in the summer. Latest Bitcoin dev kit improves privacy and reduces fees. The Bitcoin development kit has been updated to version 0.2.0. The latest release comprises several new features and improvements such as the branch inbound algorithm. Developed as an open source project, the Bitcoin development kit is designed to be a solid foundation for cross-platform Bitcoin wallets. And finally, in the headline that I disagree with today, Bitcoin demand is booming, Bitcoin supply is shrinking. It's kind of hard to disagree with that, but I'll tell you why in a minute. Bitcoin's great demand is resulting in a supply crisis. According to Glassnode CTO Raphael Schultzcraft, the total amount of Bitcoin on exchanges has fallen 20% this year. But Schultzcraft said that it shouldn't prevent regular investors from buying in. Here's the thing I don't like about this talk, is that we keep making people feel like they, there's a supply crisis. No, there's no supply crisis. Where you can keep adding zeros and satoshis, and those satoshis can be more and more expensive. Yes, Bitcoin right now is $23,000, 23000 plus actually. But that doesn't mean that you can't get a Bitcoin for 50000 or 100000 If there's less supply, that's the point of a finite supply. If there's less supply, that means if you want a Bitcoin, it's going to be more expensive for it. That's why you just don't start printing things out of nowhere to keep it a certain price. No, it's going to get more expensive. And if you only want $1,000 of it, then it's going to be less sats than it is now. <laughs> that's the whole point. You always will be able to buy a sat. You will always be able to buy a Bitcoin. Just at what price? If you want one Bitcoin, it might cost you a million dollars at one point. If you want one sat, that could cost you a thousand, two thousand, ten thousand dollars at one point. And what happens after that? Well, then people are going to make solutions for fractions of a sat. It's okay. It's okay. The fact of the matter is, don't worry about the supply. Worry about if you are stacking sats or not. Because at one point, the supply will be at 21 million and the price of Bitcoin will be high, so high that's possible you won't be able to afford a whole Bitcoin. But at that point, maybe you don't need a whole Bitcoin. Maybe a half a Bitcoin is enough for retirement or just a couple sats is a great salary. Anyway, we'll see what happens in the future. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. Don't forget to go to Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, and share, and comment, please. Also, Facebook, the group, the page, the Decrypt Daily. I put the videos of the interviews I do there as well as the links that are in the show notes. They are all on Facebook. Until tomorrow, happy hodling, happy holidays, and Merry Christmas. <laughs>